Let's open up with a hand clap of praise for Jesus this afternoon. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just welcome everyone to the house of the Lord this afternoon. So thankful to see you today. Those watching on live stream, we welcome you. Thank you for tuning in. It's great to be in the house of the Lord, be uh, uh, back in church. We missed everyone. We was out last week. So so happy to be back and see everyone today. Uh, is, we've been having some uh, beautiful weather the last few days, hadn't we? I know we've been uh, had got a little bit of rain, so we had to get the yard cut yesterday, but I think we're going to go through a little stretch now where we may not get any, so may not have to worry about it if it gets, yard gets crunchy, but it's great to be in the house of the Lord this afternoon. Just going to open up with some uh, announcements. Today is the last day for our school snack drive. We have a great uh, collection back there, and Sister Jerry is going to be uh, taking that with her and dropping it off, so we appreciate that. We appreciate everyone participating in that uh, for our snack drive, for outreach for Christ Family Church, and uh, that is a great thing, so we appreciative of that, and that will be taken today. Uh, and uh, given to them for their snacks. Uh, looks like on today we had Cecilia Farmer. Sister Cecilia had a birthday today, so happy birthday, sister. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We know the Lord has been blessing uh, Sister Cecilia and, and thankful for her, and may the Lord richly bless you today, sis. Praise and thankful for you. The breakfast uh, turnout was great this morning for Sunday school. Thank everyone who uh, come and participated in that. That was a great time in the Lord, and so we're so uh, thankful for that. Remember the uh, uh, Wednesday Bible study at 7 p.m. Uh, that coming up this coming Wednesday. Keep that in mind. Uh, 7 p.m. for our Bible study. And then next Sunday, uh, it's very important to remember that there will be no Sunday school next Sunday. Uh, we'll be starting at 10 a.m. with our worship service uh, without any Sunday school next. So remember that next Sunday uh, won't be any Sunday school. So uh, 10 a.m. we'll begin our worship service uh, and have our preaching thereafter worship. So remember that next Sunday, the last Sunday of the month. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Also coming up, keep in mind, I'm pretty sure I saw a slide earlier on September the 30th is uh, going to be our fellowship meeting. I believe this time it should be in Bowling Green. Uh, so it's that falls again where it's every fifth Saturday. So I just want to put that out there for everyone. Uh, let you to be thinking of that. September 30th at 5 p.m. Uh, Bible Center Assembly. Remember that. And we also have our... Um, it's not uh, the Salty Dog Festival anymore. It's Arts and Crafts Festival now is what they're calling it, Arts and Crafts Music Festival. Uh, we'll be doing that. We have a booth there uh, on September the 9th, and this is coming up, uh, I think, maybe about three weeks, two to three weeks uh, from 10 to 4. There's a sign-up sheet on the uh, board out there. Uh, we have, uh, we'll be setting up and uh, be there Saturday morning. There's three or four different time slots, really want your participation, really want your help. You don't have to give Bible quizzes and verses and, you know, all that. All you have to, all you, all you're required to do is just be there, be a presence. I'll tell you, most everybody walks right by you, okay? Walks right by you. So, I mean, if you just want to stand there and smile, let it be a Jesus smile. 
But there are folks who just want to stop. They'll ask you, and you just say, you know, you're a Christ Family Church. You just, uh, you know, you give out the uh, the uh, ink pens or whatever we're gonna have. We're pro- we're gonna try to come up with something that extra that uh, we can have there. But we just want to we'll get some volunteers to help uh, with that. Most likely, uh, I'll I'll probably be doing the afternoon shift schedule, tearing it uh, tearing it down, taking the booth apart. I uh, usually do that. But those times in between. Uh, go ahead and sign up. Help help uh, be a participant in this, and it just helps keep our name, our Christ Family Church. And we want to let everyone know, hey, we're we're in the community, you know, uh, and we want to we want everybody to know that we're here. We want to just spread Jesus, you know, the love of Jesus. So uh, that's that's the main focus. So uh, don't be bashful and be shy. Sign up for it and help us participate in that. Uh, it would be a, a great time. I don't know why they changed the name. Um, you see a lot of animals come through, um, and so they there could be some people still bring theirs probably. But uh, just remember that coming up uh, on September the 9th. Praise the Lord. And don't forget, next Sunday, 10 a.m., start to worship. Don't forget. Praise the Lord. All right. At this time, we are going to have our uh, devotion for the day, and Sister Mindy is going to come up. And give us our devotion, and then after she gets done, we will go into our worship. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, church. Good morning. I was glad when they said, let us go into the house of the Lord. I don't know about you, but I am glad and and blessed to be here amongst the saints today. I come to you today out of the book of John the beloved John, the one that rested on the breast of Jesus. I mean, I don't know how much closer we can get. All right, so I want verse 36. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Let me tell you something today, church. You have been liberated by the blood drops of Yeshua HaMashiach, by the blood drops of Jesus Christ. Each one of you have been liberated. My challenge for you guys today, and for myself as well, is to exalt him, is to come before him. Think of that last time that he moved in your life and set you free. Think of that last time that you thought that he would not, that you, Lord, I need you to come through. If you don't do it, it's not going to happen. If you don't do it, Lord, it's not going to happen. You saved my family. You set me free. You delivered me. I want you to focus on that as we go into it because he has given you the liberty to worship him. It, the word says that he is seeking such to worship him in spirit and in truth. So when we go before the throne of grace this day, I want you to remember that time that he moved in your life, that he did the impossible. For he is the God that makes the impossible possible. He is the one that tears down the wall of Jericho. He is the one that can touch the untouchable. He is the one in which the hearts melt in his hand if we will just give it to him. I want you to get in that place where it's just you and Jesus today. I want you, it says that those that abide in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to go to that secret place today in your worship. Let the fear of man die this day. Let the fear of man burn up in the fire this day because he who is coming after like John said baptizes with the Holy Ghost and fire let that fear of man burn up in the fire of God today and worship him like you like it's the last time you're going to worship him worship him like your worship determines if you're going to get in those gates or not praise you love you 
church. Let's worship.
Your name is
Something about the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Everything is going to pass away. There's, there's going to be the end to most everything, but the name of Jesus will stand forever. Hallelujah. And it's that name of Jesus where we get everything that we need. If you need peace today, it comes in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit comes in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Comfort comes in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. No matter what you're going through today, no matter what the situation is, if you need healing today, it comes in the name of Jesus. Like the writer said, let everything be done in word or deed be done in the name of Jesus. Christ, hallelujah, because he's the one that paid the cost for it all, hallelujah, he bore not only your sin, but he bore your, your sickness and the situation you're going through, hallelujah, praise the name of the Lord, there's something about the name of Jesus, hallelujah, aren't you thankful today for that name, hallelujah, that you can just call out the name of Jesus when, when you're at your lowest point or you think you're at your wits end, your mind is going every every direction, but there is a time and a place where it's going to come to you to call on Jesus. And you just begin to call his name and whisper his name and give him praise and glory. And it's going to come rushing in. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. God is good. And all the time, let's give him one more hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. So, uh, it's something that uh, she chose that song to do because for some reason that song's been stuck in my head for a couple of days and I've been trying to uh, to kick the habit on it and but I ain't been able to do it. It just, oh, has it been in your time? <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, amen. Well, didn't Sister Mindy did a great job on that devotion this afternoon? Hallelujah. You made it look easy, sis. That's the anointing. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for that. We're going to ask the blessing upon the tithes and offering for this week. And I want to also mention to everyone to keep in your prayers, Brother Pat Grogan and his family. There's several in his family that are sick. He has let Pastor known that he had tested positive for COVID, so... There's others in his family that's sick as well. So let's uplift them in our prayers. Um, how many knows that as soon as you, you make a commitment and step for the Lord, the devil's going to strike and try to strike hard. And uh, they're definitely fighting this, the, uh, this battle right now. But they may be watching. So we just agree right now and declare the name of Jesus over Brother Pat Grogan and his family right now. Be healed and made whole in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord rebuke this sickness in the name of Jesus. The Lord rebuke COVID right now in the name of the Lord. We bind it. We come against it right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We stand against it in agreement right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So be it according to the word of God. Hallelujah. I know that uh, I've heard report uh, that, I don't know, some late summer attack of this COVID is going around or something, but we don't, we don't accept it or agree on it. We bind it in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But 
Uh, let's just uh, ask the blessing on the tithes and offering for this week. Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory for all things. We thank you for the name of Jesus that we have to always go to. And Lord, as we uh, give our tithes and offering for the week, take it for the furtherest of the kingdom. We give you praise for giving to us, and now we give back to the kingdom. Let all praise and glory always come back to your mighty name. In the name of Jesus, let everyone say, Amen. God bless you as you give this afternoon. Hallelujah. Praise We always say that giving is a part of worship. The Lord has put this song on my heart to do while we're worshiping and giving. I think God wants to speak to somebody and give somebody an answer right now. There's a
for you today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise His holy name. Hallelujah. 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 There is a just a wonderful presence of the Holy Spirit in this house this afternoon. If you are one that's been seeking that miracle, that answer, it, it is very much on its way. Hallelujah. Maybe you need to press into the Spirit a little bit more. Maybe you need to stretch and reach like you haven't ever before, but it is there for you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. Praise His holy name. Glory to the name of the Lord. At this time, we're going to ask Sister Margie and Brother Kyle to come on up and worship the Lord and a special song with them this afternoon. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise as they come this afternoon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your name.
Yeah, yeah, most of our time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, don't, don't well, we that's need somebody else. No, <laughs> yeah. F, okay. ship hallelujah boy we better make sure we're on that ship that's going to heaven amen and if you if you ain't on that ship there ain't gonna be uh, no delay a ship when it when it's time to go it's going praise the lord if you, um, we took we did a, um, a sunset cruise the other day and down there in savannah and there was room on the boat boat for more people they could. There, there was room on the boat. Could have held more. Matter of fact, as we were uh, just heading off, some folks tried to run down to get on, and Captain said, "No, we're leaving dock. We're we're going. It's time to go." And so you you can't be one of those folks. You can't you can't dilly dally around. You can't play around and think, "Well, I'll wait." And, you know, I'm thinking the ship's going to leave this time. You got to be you got to be on that boat when it, when it's time to go. Because one day, the Captain Jesus is going to call. Amen. You got to be on that ship. Hallelujah. Good old gospel ship. Amen. Hallelujah. We are going to forego the uh, meet and greet this afternoon. We will just uh, stand, stretch, maybe wave a hand. We will dismiss for Children's Church. 
let them depart uh, to the fellowship hall. Uh, but uh, we will change the order of the service now, turn it over to Pastor. Uh, we are just not going to do the uh, the meet and greet. Just keep in mind, we do have the uh, hand sanitizers out there uh, as well, and just uh, take our normal uh, precautions as we normally do. But God bless you, the Lord. Let's stand and stretch and turn it over to Pastor this afternoon. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, God's good, God's good, God's good, God's good. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, hallelujah. Holy Ghost is good, ain't it, brother? Holy Ghost is good. I know a lot of people have been asking about me, wondering about how I'm feeling. I said, People tell me they're worried about me. You don't have to worry about me. Sis, if you're watching, you don't have to worry about your brother. God gave me something two years ago that defeated everything ahead of time before it hit. I didn't know then when God gave me those seven declarations that I've been decreeing every day. I declare and decree that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I declare and decree that I will walk by faith and not by sight. I declare and decree that I am under the favor and the protection of God. And I declare and decree because I'm under the favor and protection of God, no weapon formed against me will prosper. I declare and decree, but I will prosper and be in good health even as my soul prospers. And I declare and decree that I will be salt and light in my world. No matter what nobody else to do, I'm going to be salt and light. I'm going to do what God has called me to do. And I declare and decree that I, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives within me. Whew. So I say this to the devil and anybody around. If you want to know how this Old boy's doing. I felt like doing this a while ago. But I give God the glory. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb.
appointment to see the heart surgeon Wednesday at 12.30, but I'm going there believing that God's going to, it's already taken care of it. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell them, before you take that jigsaw and split open my heart, you need to do this check again. Hallelujah. 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 Shut up, my copy. Hallelujah. Glory. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for that word. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus. God is good. And all the time, I don't, I don't profess or claim to be better by no means than any other person that goes through some of these things. But sometimes, sometimes God will allow you to go through some situations just to see what you'll settle for. 
we're so used to settling what the enemy throws at us. But, uh, and there's a brother, and I want you to remember him in prayer. I've been in contact with him through messenger. His name is Tony Goldman, and he's in St. Thomas in Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, and he's fixing to go through a quadruple bypass this coming Tuesday. I told him I mentioned his name in, in prayer. He's a believer, Holy Ghost filled, and I sent him a scripture and a word a couple nights ago. Tell him, I said, God's got a purpose for everything that happens. The word says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Hallelujah. I've been, I've been living by his direction, but it's got for a long time, and I ain't going to stop now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord has healed me too many times. And I think that God wants me to be a witness that God still can do the job. Hallelujah. I took my blood pressure juice the other day. It was 115 over 50. Two years ago, that was unheard of. No medication done that. No doctor did that. My God did that. I had, a, I had all kind of people asking me, what have you done, Brother Sammy, to be able to lose uh, over 80 pounds, and I'm still, I'm still losing, I'm getting closer. I, it's not going to be long, probably within three or four more weeks, I'm going to hit that 100-pound mark, probably. And I said, what are you doing? And to be honest, I, I don't know. But I, I do know now, since this other stuff's come up, God knows the future, see. He knows the end from the beginning. And Sister Darlene and I have talked. If I was as big right now as what I was in the beginning, 309 pounds, 52 inches around the waist, I'd have done had a heart attack and I'd be out of here. And God anointed me to be able to do that uh, weight loss. Hallelujah. I might write a book. I knew another, if there ain't enough book on weight loss, I'm going to write one about it. Get in the anointing to lose weight. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Glory. I, I, better, I better get into my message because God is different to give me a word today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to go back to the Old Testament book of Ezra. I love the book of Ezra. It has to do uh, with the um, rebuilding of the, um, the temple in, in Jerusalem. And it fits right in with what I've been teaching you on Wednesday night. As the exiles came home and as they was headed up to worship God, they, they, they began to worship God while going to worship. Hallelujah. And so this is going to, those of you who have been uh, listening and, and the um, Wednesday night teaching, this is going to fit right in there. But Ezra chapter 1. And I'm going to first read... The first three verses, then we're going to go to the third chapter and read some verses there. 
Hallelujah. Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Persia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing, saying, Thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Who is among you of all his people? May his God be with him and let him go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah, and build the house of the Lord God of Israel. He is God. Now call in mind, this is not a righteous man. He's a heathen. He's a heathen king. But he made this declaration. He said, the Lord God of Israel, he is God, which is in Jerusalem. Now we're going to go to the third chapter and read three verses. And when the seventh month had come, and the children of Israel were in the cities, the people gathered together as one man to Jerusalem. Then Jeshua, the son of Jehoadak, and all the brothers of the priests, and Zerubbabel, the son of Shetiel, and his brethren arose and built the altar of the God of Israel to offer burnt offerings on it, and it is written in the law of Moses, the man of God. Though fear had come upon them because of the people of those countries, they set the altar on its bases, and they offered burnt offerings uh, on it to the Lord, both the morning and the evening burnt offerings. Now jump down to verse 6 of the same chapter. From the first day of the seventh month, they began to offer burnt offerings to the Lord. Although the foundation of the temple of the Lord had not been laid. That's what I want you to hold on. Although the foundation of the temple of the Lord had not been laid. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you today. We thank you, God, for this service. I thank you for your spirit and your love. I thank you for the name of Jesus because there's power in that name. There's healing in that name. There's deliverance in that name. Everything we need, we can find in that name. And we honor it today. Anoint me, your servant, to deliver this word. As you're giving me today, and I ask God that you will Open the ears of those listening here and online. Give everybody a spirit of revelation. In Jesus' name, does the church say? Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, All foundations will crumble without an altar. All foundations will crumble without an altar. Now we've all seen, if you live in the middle Tennessee area at all anywhere, 
We've all seen construction of new houses. There seems to be a constant, never-ending stream of new homes, office complexes, and apartments being built. I mean, they're going everywhere. Uh, I seen what was coming. We lived when we first took over this church, and we moved back down from uh, Kentucky, where I had been pastoring. We moved to my Juliet, and we was out there about eight years. And I seen the future, what was coming. And uh, we needed to get out somewhere in the country because this ain't going to be no good place just to live, I don't think, very long. Back then, I think there was an Arby's and a Captain D's and a little bitty restaurant called Chicken Reel. And uh, matter of fact, that's where Jennifer got her first job is Chicken Reel. Last time I uh, went to the eye doctor there in Mount Judah um, uh, about last year sometime, uh, I was talking to him about, I said, you know what, stop and think about this. I said, the first place your employee worked, they're out of business now. <laughs> he said, I remember Chicken Reel. I had used to stop there and get chicken. I said, well, you know what, that was the first place she worked. And I said, they're closing up shop. <laughs> he had a little talk with her about that. Hallelujah. <laughs> But things are just popping up, and it hasn't stopped yet. We all know we're talking about all this, but now where we're at, all the farmland is being subdivided out, and they're building homes everywhere. The poor animals, the deer, and all that stuff ain't got nowhere to go no more. Uh, it's just constantly growing, constantly ex expanding. But usually, I said all that, say this, usually... When you look in that construction, the first thing you're going to see is a foundation. I mean, that's, that, that's normal, right? You know, the foundation uh, has to be laid. I mean, who in the world would start placing furniture on a piece of ground where the foundation of the building has not even been laid yet? Think about that for a minute. I mean, if you're going to place something in there, you, seems reasonable enough that you at least wait till the roof gets on. Amen? I mean, at least wait for the roof to get on. But there was, there was over somewhat about 50,000 Israelites that had returned from Babylon after 70 years of exile. And they needed to rebuild the temple so they could have a place to worship. For over 70 years, they had no place to worship. I remember a time in this church's history, we, for two years, we didn't have one that like killed us. Just two years. Amen. But 70 years, they didn't have a place to worship. And so they needed to have a place to worship. But I want you to think about this. And God stirred this strong in my spirit. Before the foundation was even laid, they placed the first piece of furniture, which would be a part of the temple complex, and that furniture was the altar. Hallelujah. That was the first thing that they did before they even laid the foundation of this magnificent temple. They constructed an altar. Now, 
do you understand what they considered to be a top priority? Think about it. What was it? Was it the beautiful columns of the temple? Was it all the hand carvings and all of the beautiful tapestry that was going to go in that magnificent temple? The priority for the people of God has been an altar. Mm. Hallelujah. Jerusalem and the temple had been laid waste for over 70 years. It had been in ashes. It had been in ruins. Now God had called a group of people home and ordained certain men to orchestrate the rebuilding of the city and the temple because Nebuchadnezzar had come in and wiped it all out 70 years prior. But as they gathered in unity of purpose, the first order of business was to erect an altar. Oh, hallelujah. I hear the Spirit of God crying out and literally screaming to me loudly, amen, to inform you, amen, that the main issue we need to address in this messed up world and land that we call America today is the lack of an altar and all that we have been building. We've been constructing a lot of things. We've been building a lot of things. But we have forgotten about the altar. And that ought to be first place in every one of our lives. Look how marriages are crumbling. I heard just the other day that the average marriage today lasts only seven years. Seven years. Amen. It's the average length of a marriage. Listen to me. The foundations of marriages are crumbling for lack of an altar. They come together and, the, and, and a man and a woman will try to build a relationship. They will try to lay, uh, lay a foundation of a home and a family. But they put all, they, they get so busy, tied up and and doing this and doing that and getting everything laid out when they ought to make sure that the altar is the priority. Do you hear what God is saying today? So the foundations will crumble without an altar. The, the foundations of marriage are crumbling for lack of an altar. The foundation of government is failing for lack of an altar. Our forefathers prayed. Amen. They sought God when they was trying to put together a constitution that would be equal and fair for all men. They couldn't get it. Finally, amen. Franklin, um, ben Franklin said it's time, men, that we forget our, our business right now and we start every session in prayer. Hallelujah. What's going wrong with the government? Hallelujah. And so we have lost the idea of an altar. So the foundation of government is failing for lack of an altar. The total breakdown of our society with all this perversion that we're seeing going on is happening for the lack of an altar. 
Come on, somebody. I've, I've been seeing this. I see it every year. I don't mean to be harsh. I don't mean to be cruel or critical, I'd rather say. But every year about this time, I go online and I see posts made that it's time to get prayer back in the schools. And I, I agree with that 100%. I can remember when it was in schools. I remember in Metro Nashville school for years upon years upon years. It was always the first thing for all public school kids that when they went in to the fifth grade, on a particular day, the Gideons would come in and they would give every fifth grade student a New Testament. I remember that. That happened for years and years. They don't do it now. And I, and I agree that those things need to be put back. I understand that. But folks, I also understand that a lot of these people are raising Cain by not having prayer in schools, don't even have it in their home. And if you ain't got it in the home, you can have all kind of prayer in the schools, still going to be a failure. Hello, somebody. The idea of a family altar is almost non-existent anymore. But what has made me what I am now and the belief in my system and the foundation and everything that I built my life on and my ministry on. I remember when I started school, the first school I went to was Turner School in East Nashville. And we lived on Fodland Street. And I remember, I remember that, that well and when, I, when I started the school. And my dad, every night at a certain time, he'd look at Mama, and he says, turn the TV off. It's time to pray. And every night, the last thing we would do as a family, we would kneel down. And dad being the man of the house, the head of the house, according to scripture, the spiritual priest of the family, made sure everything else was stopped. And we all knelt in prayer. Now, I was just a kid. And uh, I, I was, you know, interested in mischief like any boy that age. And I didn't realize, I didn't realize what was that most putting into me? But 68 years later, I remember. I know what it was putting into me. We had an altar in the family. Sometimes, maybe nowadays, maybe we need to shut down all social media. Come on, somebody. Turn everybody's telephone off in the household and gather around in prayer. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something, dads. Let me tell you something, moms. If you would do that, 
it don't really make a whole lot of difference if the devil brings some kind of drag queen in the school that your kid goes to. That spirit ain't going to get on them. Because you've got an altar still within the home. That's more important. That ought to be a priority. Do you hear what I'm saying? We have seen too many foundations in the past 30, 40 years in this country being laid without the strength that comes from an altar. And all foundations is going to crumble without an altar. It's going to crumble. I don't care what you try to lay. I don't care what you try to build. I cannot over instill with you. Amen. The priority of an altar. Now I'm going to give, give you at least a couple facts that we need to understand about an altar. Number one, the altar is a place of sacrifice. When we talk about an altar, we're talking about a place of of sacrifice. Now most people today they love the concept of the blessings of God. Everybody wants to talk about the blessings of God. But sadly, few understand the concept of sacrifice to God. Hey. You might not understand, but pastor's preaching right now. Hallelujah. We love the concept of being blessed by God and and all that's everything like that, but we have forgotten the concept of being a sacrifice to God and for God. Yet the altar of sacrifice has always played a vital role in worship for the people of God. And when we think of an altar, the first view of the altar is a place of sacrifice. Let's look at Exodus chapter 20, verse four, uh, 24 as an example. Look at what he said. An altar of earth you shall make for me. Now this is Yahweh talking. And you shall sacrifice on it your bird offerings and your peace offerings, your sheep and your oxen. In every place where I record my name, I will come to you and I will bless you. He said you will make for me an altar of earth and shall sacrifice on it. So an altar is associated with sacrifice. Now the Old Testament altar of sacrifice was to offer up something of value in order to recognize Yeshua as a supreme sovereign God. It was a place of and hallelujah the altar was a place of death. The altar was not glamorous. The altar had blood all over it. And with many animals that they sacrificed, can you imagine the smell? Especially when the children of Israel was going through the desert. The flies blowing. All that stuff. Amen. Anybody, any, some of you men ever feel dressed some kind of animal out there? Think about that. And they did this by the hundreds. Amen. The altar is not a glamorous place, folks. Amen. It's a place of sacrifice and it's a place of death. Hallelujah. Or the Hebrew word for it is slaughtering place. 
The Hebrew word is slaughtering place. <laughs> Brother, every time you approach the altar, something had to die. Mm. Come on, get a hold of what the Spirit's talking about today. Every time you approach the altar, something was going to die. And we need the altar today in order to die to self and the enticements of the world. Hallelujah. That is why we need the altar, because without an altar, your old self is going to continue to live on. It's going to keep on kicking. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 5. What did, what did Paul say to the Colossian church? He said, put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Put to death. Now the king, regular King James says, mortify the deeds of the flesh. Hallelujah. I need an altar. I need an altar in my life. Hallelujah. Because I've been doing this for a long time, and guess what? The old Sammy Pruitt still tries to raise up his head, and I have to get him back down. And the only way I can get him back down is when I get to an altar. Come on, somebody. Now listen, church. Although we don't sacrifice animals any longer, because Jesus was the perfect Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world. Are you glad for that? Sacrifice should be a daily observance in the lives of every believer. And remember, they had to sacrifice something of value. The Bible says that King David was a man after God's own heart. Can you imagine a guy brazen enough to commit adultery and then double brazen enough to have a man killed to try to hide his sin. How in the world would God say that King David was a man after his own heart? Beside the fact that David was one of the best worshipers that there ever was, that's, that was part of it, but I also tend to believe the principle of David's life. There was a time in the land of Israel that there was a plague going on. And people were being killed. They were falling dead right and left. And so David decided to get an altar and to make a sacrifice for atonement. And he saw a spot of ground, a threshing floor. And so he went to this one guy and says, uh, tell me the price of this property. So I, can, so I can get it and build a sacrifice, make a sacrifice to God to stop all this carnage that's going on. The man said, David, if you want it, take it. I'll give it to you. It's, all, it's yours. And David says, I'm not going to make a sacrifice to my God for something that don't cost me nothing. Get a hold of that principle right there, folks. David had the principle. He said, look, I ain't going to do nothing for God that don't cost me something. And that's one of the problems we've got in the world today. People don't want to pay any kind of price for nothing no more. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. 
But David said, I'm not going to do this. So you tell me what the property's worth and I'm going to pay for it. My, 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 my. Romans 12 and 1, we all know that scripture. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Let me read that scripture again in the Christian Standard Version. That is a good version that you can, uh, if you went with us in what we taught here a while back on the Bible versions, this is what it says. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Can I tell you, if you don't worship at home, at your own altar, I don't care what you do when you come right here, God don't consider you a true worshiper. If you haven't given a sacrifice unto God, if you haven't made your life a living sacrifice unto Him, because that's what true worship is all about. That's what true worship is all about. Personal sacrifice for our lives as an act of devotion to God is still very much needed. Can somebody say amen to that? This is speaking of living a holy life before God, unspotted by the world. And the only, look at your neighbor and say, he said only. And the only way that is possible is maintaining a personal altar in your life. Your time at the altar becomes an area of worship and praise. Your altar is not, and get this now, I'm talking about an altar, but your altar is not a fixed object object any longer that you go to or pray to lay down a sacrifice like under the Old Testament. You make an altar anywhere you begin to offer up a spiritual sacrifice in love and adoration to Him. Hallelujah. It don't have to be in a building that we call a church. I mean, beside this, I mean, this building ain't the church anyway. Amen? Hallelujah. <laughs> you can make an altar sacrifice to God in the middle of Walmart. Hallelujah. And my, my God, you may get some people delivered for some of them spirits you're going to see in Walmart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> I like what I, when somebody said one time, do you got to have the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? Somebody made the post said, I got to have the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, your time at the altar becomes an area of worship and praise. We're not talking about a fixed object somewhere. It's something that you make between you and God. i got to move on quickly. Let me give you one more fact. I want to talk about the altar generating holiness. The altar generates holiness. Now, we're all familiar with the third chapter of John where Nicodemus, a ruler of Jews, came to Jesus by night. We've, everybody knows that story well. And in John 3 and 4, Jesus told Nicodemus, unless you are born of the water and of the Spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom. That's what he told him. 
And then later, the writer of Hebrews in chapter 12, verse 14 said, Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So being born again is necessary for salvation and holiness after being born again is just as necessary to make it all the way home. Hallelujah. Just as important as being born again is necessary for salvation after you get born again. Holiness is necessary to be able to make it all the way home or to one day see Jesus. That's what the book says. Now you would think, you would think something that you need to see Jesus one day would be a high priority. But modern churchgoers, even Pentecostals, have dropped it like a hot potato. Come on. And those of us who still believe it or preach it are considered legalist and pharisaical. Now I guess that I guess that's all right for them it says that because that must that may give them their loose living a little validity. Come on somebody. Maybe maybe but them call me pharisaical or or, or legalist, maybe that helps give their loose living a little validity. I don't, I don't know. But I digress. I will move on. True holiness is in short supply these days because the personal altar is just as rare. Come on. You see, it's the altar that helps generate holiness in your life, not something that you put on or take off. But it's the altar. It's the altar that generates true holiness, the kind that starts inside here. You hear what I'm saying? And the reason why holiness today is on such short supply is because the personal altar is on short supply. You cannot have holiness without having an altar in your life. And I'll give you chapter and verse on that Exodus chapter 29, verse 37. Seven days you shall make atonement for the altar and consecrate it. And the altar shall be most holy. Boy, I'm going to tell you what, the Holy Ghost shot through me like, like it did Elizabeth when she saw Mary coming and the babe leaped in her womb. That was the moment that John the Baptist got the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I've seen that. Man, the Lord brought me that attention. He said, whatever touches the altar shall become holy. Now tell, tell me you don't need an altar. A lot, of, a lot of people trying to put the hole in the zone like a garment, but it don't work that way. If you're going to have true holiness, you're going to have to touch the altar. And God says everybody who touches the altar, there it is, Exodus 28 and 37. Oh, hallelujah. Whoever or whatever touches the altar shall become holy. Going back as we, I'm closing. Get ready to put on that, that video. In the church world, 
without an altar, everything, every foundation is going to crumble. That's our title. Uh, churches have different type of services. We have Sunday school. We have morning worship. We have Bible study. Other things. But at all the other, everything that church has, I want to tell you the service where there's the fewest amount of people is the prayer service. We seem to think we can slide by and we're going to be all right. But God, break me over the coals with this message, folks. We, he, he spoke to me and he told me, you declare unto the people the need for an altar, a personal altar. You can't sidetrack it. You can't shortcut it. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why I told Cassie to have the, the worship team back at the beginning of the year. I said, I want the worship team, before they get up on this stage, I want them to get in there and do a devotion sometime and spend some time in prayer because there ain't nobody so pure and holy and walking where they can just get up here and follow the Spirit on their own. Hey, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do what I do up here unless I, I can't stand before you before I, until I kneel before him. If you, want my, if you want my secret, that's my secret if I got one. Amen. Hallelujah. I depend upon that. Everybody stand. I got a different video we're going to play today and take the time to listen to the words of this song. Every time we come to the house of God, and somebody delivers the word. One way we uh, give recognition to the word of God is responding to the word. Whether you kneel, whether you stand. But we should always make sure the altar is priority. You know, we may be priority in every service. And everything we do. Go ahead and put that on and start playing. If anybody wants prayer, listen to this, this video. And I want everybody, let's just talk to the Lord. Let's ask God to help us. Yes, Lord. Glory to your name. Speak to people. Glory to your name.
Thank you, Lord. Offer something valuable to Jesus. There's nothing more valuable than your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, mighty God. Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give it up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God, praise God. Let's give Jesus a hand clap of praise right now. Let's strive together to keep the altar priority in our life. It's not easy to do because our flesh don't like it. Our flesh don't want us to pray. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. And all the time, give him one more hand clap of praise. Praise the Lord. As I said um, a while ago, I, I do have an appointment with a heart surgeon on Wednesday, and uh, just remember us in prayer. And, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm believing God in this thing, Amen. Because I mean, I'm, I'm I'm satisfied with whatever God wants to do. But um, I also believe that prayer is real. Amen. Wednesday night, we will be here at 7 o'clock for our Bible study. And um, appreciate those. We had a great time in fellowship this morning, a fellowship breakfast. And um, uh, even though I preached about the altar, but even before I preached the message, Sister Wanda was going to lead the pastor to the altar. <laughs> hey, we just had it. Had a great time. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I just appreciate Sister Wanda. Sister Darlene knows I'm in love with another woman. She's a precious thing. Hallelujah. Hey, Sister Wanda's a precious. Yes. Yes, go ahead.
Right, right. That's good. That's good. That's good. Right. I just seen something in the spirit, brother, when you said that you when you said that that's that's where we die, but that's where we live. It's the altar, Sister Mindy, that me as an old caterpillar crawls up and attaches and makes that little place around me but then in a few days a butterfly emerges it's a place where we die but yet the place where we live Mm. my lord thank you Jesus Father God thank you for this service thank you for everybody who come we pray for those who are sick couldn't be here today strengthen them help them help us God to emerge into something that you want us to be, more beautiful, more powerful than anything else. In Jesus' name, let the church say, God bless you, we love you.